Yeah, y'all can see us kind of moving around, just getting ready. We happen to be outside. Someone doing some work in the house has started late. So we're kind of forced to be out here, but you know what's a beautiful day here. So what better place to be with good friends and someone I just met and I'm really looking forward to episode so get on in come on in pull up a chair get ready to have a treat I promise you will enjoy it I'm used to getting in the blocks, you know, you're shaking the nerves off and you know the guns get ready to go off once you put you in the blocks. When that starter says, on your mark, it's like the butterflies and it just goes dead silent. 
So let's go ahead. Welcome to Moody's Mixer. When we prostate cancer. No es necesario temer. No fear necessary. It's been a while since we've done a Winnipeg prostate, prostate show, and I'm excited to be back. And just what has transpired since my absence of been doing this podcast has just been tremendous. I just can't believe this journey that I'm on. It just gets better and better every day. And so I'm walking along the beach and I see this young man. And I'm like, man, that guy is fit. And you know how it is on the beach, you know, you everyone flexes a little bit, but there was no flexing. It was a spirit, a kindred spirit when we saw each other before we even said hello. I don't even know what it was. And we actually started talking to some neighbors first. And next thing you know, we're in a conversation. And I meet this man sitting to my right. And we just started having a conversation. And come to find out we have a lot of things in similar, you know, and, you know, similar things that have gone on in our lives. And one of them is a diagnosis of cancer. And of course, that just led to a conversation that now has us here sitting here doing a podcast. And this is the opening of a new season of Women with Prostate Cancer, No Fear Necessary. And I couldn't have written, tried to do this myself, to have the best person to open up this series, this season with me, than my guest. And I'm going to just give you a little bit and not a whole bunch. I'm just going to kind of let him tell you who he is and, and some of those things. And But I do want to introduce to you a now just a great friend and you know we just really hitting it off and that's dr arno bernard chiropractor cancer beater and brother arnold i just want to say thank you thank you for accepting this invitation to come speak um, what it's doing for me and what this last week, how it's just made this journey believable. And, and I, I guess it's something I've always had to believe in what was going on in this journey. And so I just want to really just want to turn this mic over to you and, you know, you know, kind of tell us your background, where you're from and, you know, go, when we met, the thing I noticed was your accent. And you have, you have an accent too. Yeah. <laughs> and come to find out you're from 
Paris. So I'm going to let you just kind of take it off and you do what you do. You're a world-renowned speaker, um, world-renowned chiropractor. You speak around the world. As a matter of fact, you're going to be in Atlanta in June, um, which is, you know, my city. I've been in Atlanta 43 years. So, you know, this journey, when we think we are in control of it, we have no control of it. And the more I let go, the more I let God. And it's just been a tremendous journey. And Doc, the mic is yours. Well, Corey, it's amazing how we met. Uh, for me personally, I feel it was all hyper-synchronicity. As I mentioned to you the other day, when we met again before the podcast, um, it could have been literally 15 seconds later, and this would not have happened. Then I found out that you spend a lot of time in Atlanta, Georgia, on Peachtree Street in Buckhead. And I have a past in Buckhead on Peachtree Street. And also I go to Life University in Atlanta, Georgia. I've been going there for many, many years, speaking on campus to the whole school assembly. Um, so there is a perfection to life and it has brought us together. I'm very grateful that you invited me on the show and that I can share a little bit what's going on. So a little bit of background. I was born and raised in Paris, France. And in 1973, I stumbled into chiropractic. At the time, I had spent two years at the René Descartes Medical University, and I had worked one year in the Ambroise Paré Hospital outside Paris in Boulogne, France, in a cancer service. And when I stumbled into chiropractic, it was absolutely a light bulb that went off in my brain. Because for the last three years, all that I've been exposed to, study, investigated, invested myself in, has been the understanding of symptom, sickness, disease, and pathology. And suddenly I stumbled into a man named Dr. Jean Belaval in Paris, France, who right off the bat, said, you know, there is really nothing that I can do about what's wrong with you. What I can do, however, is address what is right in you. And then he said, you cannot fight darkness, you must turn on the light. And that was an awakening. To shorten the conversation, basically it turned me on to why address the effect why not address the underlying cause, the source, the spring, the well of life in the body, which is a life force within, which is a spirit within, and make sure that that life force, that spirit, that vital energy is flowing freely through the body because it is that vital energy that is the greatest difference between life and death. And that was like, wow. This is such an awakening. I, I never thought of it that way. And then if you think about it, the only difference between you and I right now, alive, speaking on the podcast, and if we drop a tab of cyanide, we're going to be dead, right? Yes. And here we're going to be looking the same, having all our organs or brain or nerve system or genetic makeup or skin or bones or tissues, you name it, we have everything, but we're dead. So the difference is not physical. Something has left the body, which was the energy that powers the body into life. 
And indeed, if a corpse has a cut, or if a corpse has a broken bone, or if a corpse has cancer, it will never heal. It's an impossibility. Only life heals. Life is a power that heals. So that to me was an awakening and it threw me on a completely different journey. And then I dedicated the last 47 years of my life to studying health and well-being in a proactive manner, what make people stay well and healthy. And should they encounter sickness and disease, what allows them to heal in the most powerful way and gives them the best potential to heal. As we know, you never know for sure what the outcome is going to be because everybody is different. But it threw me on that journey. And that's how I've spent the last 47 years of my life, very involved. And then four years ago, I had a spontaneous fracture of my elbow, my left elbow that literally shattered in a fraction of a second, doing a movement just like this, that I have done millions of times. I knew right away that I had a pathology, something going on. Long story short, it was diagnosed with osteosarcoma or osteomyeloma after a needle biopsy. And the oncologist orthopedist that I went to see because a regular orthopedist did not want to repair the elbow or do the surgery, that oncologist orthopedic in Denver, Colorado, my wife and I were sitting in front of him having the result of the needle biopsy, having seen the MRI, the x-rays, she said, if we don't do chemo and radiation, you will be back here in three months and we'll have to cut your arm off. And Jane and I look at each other. There was a silent conversation and we said, thank you very much. And we both got up and walked away and drove back seven hours to Durango, Colorado, where we live. In that very action, if I had agreed, acquiesced, I would have surrendered my own personal power. In that single action of saying, thank you very much, and it's not for everyone, I'm not saying that other people should do the same, I'm saying for me. In that single action of saying, I'm getting up now, and I'm walking away, and I'm gonna handle it differently, I took my power back. So that's where we are today. And when I met you on the beach and you told me that you were diagnosed with prostate cancer and that you had taken also a very similar route of saying, no, thank you. I'm going to do my thing. And whatever the outcome is, I'm going to be okay with it. So that's where we are today, Corey. Yeah, and I, I want to touch on that a little bit because... Uh, I want to touch on that a little bit because, you know, when I got my result. Um, you know, after the biopsy and the MRI and, you know, like you say, they bring you into a room, you know, it's, you know, and you're waiting for this news. And when the news, when you hear it, and when I looked over at Kim and winked, I knew I was okay. Mm -hmm. And so to hear you say that, because we haven't talked about really your journey completely at all. We just had a short conversation. So I don't know what's getting ready to come out, but I know this is not an accident. And so to hear what you did at that moment, which what I found, that is the 
the time you have to be still. I found for me, I had it had to be still, regardless of what I was going to do, mm-hmm. because I wasn't going to give fear a chance to take over. It's just like just relax. Now, if I saying I'm believe and I have faith and all all these things, why can't I? Why couldn't I be still just for a minute? So to hear that your reaction doesn't makes me feel a little bit better that I'm not just off. And to your point, this is not for everyone because it is a commitment to lifestyle. And so when I bumped into you on the beach, you know, because we can have all the confidence and faith in in the world, but to meet someone again, sometimes we all need that extra boost. So, I, I kind of want to, you know, kind of keep going in that vein, you know, once you got the diagnosis and, you know, had you guys already talked about not doing anything? Was it at that moment? And what really drove you to say, you know what, this is the route I'm going to, I'm going to take. So that's interesting because obviously after studying chiropractic, the chiropractic philosophy, the principles of chiropractic, the laws of life that govern the human body and nature, already was somewhat versed in taking a very natural, quote, alternative approach. However, when one is faced with a diagnosis of cancer, there is an immediate process that takes place for me in my mind that took place of like, uh uh-oh, bone cancer, wow. How am I going to get rid of this? And I have to be honest that after that diagnosis, when we got up and left and drove for seven hours to Durango, we were clear that there was a path we were taking, the natural approach, whatever the outcome would be. But in my mind, there was a loop that was running internally. Metastasis, bone cancer, death metastasis, bone cancer, death. And that loop ran for about three weeks to a month until I caught myself. And I'm very, very clear. There was that moment where I went, huh, I always spoke in public. You cannot fight darkness. You must turn on the light. And I caught myself and I said, from this moment forwards, I'm shaking that thought. I'm shaking it out, and all I'm going to focus on is vitality, life, health, healing, vibrancy, vitality, just completely immersed there. And virtually like this, from that moment on, the cancer, I could talk about it to my friends, to people that asked me how I was doing, and it was outside of me. It was no longer mine. So that was a very big step in stepping out of the fear completely, in spite of the fact that I already had made a decision to take a natural approach to healing with the willingness to embrace whatever the outcome might be. And I think that piece is also key for me, for, was for me, because I can't go down the river with one foot in each canoe. Correct. That's sure I'm going to go down in the water. I had to choose which canoe I'm on, and I'm going to be at peace with it. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, that decision, I mean, it's, it's a 
drawn a line in the sand. And I went back to see uh, my urologist. And he was just how he wanted to save my life. And he didn't want me to die and all these things. And and I, I'm smiling and, and I had to say, Doc, we all dying. I said, but Doc, there's one thing you might not be aware of that I want to tell you about me. See, I'm not afraid of dying. I'm afraid of not living. And to hear what you were saying at the beginning about life and the corpse and, you know, seeing, you know, my parents go through an illness and, you know, being around um, health care and seeing what death sometimes for me and what I see comes prior to us being buried in the ground and that we just give it all up. And one of the things I believe in what you said, and we hadn't discussed it, is getting your power back. See, I'm not afraid anymore because I know I am doing Corey Moody. And so I die tomorrow from prostate cancer, which is highly improbable. But if it is, what I want no one to say is he cancer beat him. He couldn't beat it. I've already beat it because I kept my power. And where I am right now in life, it's been worth these two years, 18 months. And so you're helping me reinforce. And the reason it was kind of important for me to have you on was, first of all, for me to get some more strength. But like you, when we got the diagnosis and, you know, we went to Costco because Costco's right around the corner from where the doctor was. So we're going to Costco, we going through our baskets and we're just talking about this. And, but when we got home, we just start opening up books, looking at understanding what cancer is and how, how it affects us. So that kind of helped l l to lose that fear. So when you said no thank you to the doctor and what was your process you started after that? You know, since you said no chemo, no radiation, what did you start doing? And, and, and I, I know for me, the mental piece was the first piece and the hardest piece to get through. So I, I like to just hear from you where you stood. You know, you've been dropping me bombs and I'm following like I'm copying you. So I'm see if you're going to copy me on this one. <laughs> so there was one thing you said very interestingly earlier is that there is a distinction between not wanting to die and wanting to live. Mm. And I think a lot of people go into whatever process they're going through, whether it's natural alternative or traditional medicine, with the constant thought, I don't want to die, I don't want to die, I don't want to die. There is a big distinction between wanting to live and not wanting to die. Yes. And for me, it's almost like if there is a meter, a gauge, and when you don't want to die, you're not living. But when you want to live, even if you are 51% of life or 55% of life, you are now in the living spectrum. 
and your entire physiology change and your entire energy and the information that you feed yourself with and the people that you want to connect with, like the synchronicities that we have, you know, encounter, all that's come into play. So to answer your question, when we were driving back to Durango, I said, you know, we're going to do this naturally. And if things don't go the way that we hope, uh, at least we would have had a good time. We would have lived. Uh, we sort of going to a beautiful place where it's warm by the ocean, swimming, breathing, revitalizing yourself, having a fantastic diet, better even than the diet that we had for so many years, mm-hmm. make love, and die in that way, rather than being crippled by all the secondary effects of chemotherapy and the ins and out of doctor's office and burning my life and my hours and my days in and out of waiting <clears throat> rooms and doctor's report and x-rays and MRI. I was like, no, this is not for me. And I'm not saying it's not for other people by any means. It is my choice. And anyone listening to this podcast should know you have to come to that place within yourself. It has to be your choice. Not like, oh, I heard somebody else doing it, so I'm going to do it too. No, it has to come from within you. So that's, that was a step. And then, I, you know, if you want to step in, just... No, no, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. So what I decided to do, I researched a little bit different approaches to healing cancer or supporting rather the body's immune system. And I adopted what is called the wall eating protocol, the wall diet, W-A-H-L, which is not that difficult to follow. It is a lot less difficult, challenging, and stringent as the Gershon that you are doing. But I also decided, unless I change something dramatically within my lifestyle, within my body, within my physiology, I'm going to get the same outcome. Because if I don't change anything and expect a different outcome, that's called madness, right? We have heard that many times. Do the Mm -hmm. same thing over and over, expecting different results. So I decided to shock my physiology. We live at 6,500 feet, which is 2,000 meters in Colorado. In the morning, it's very cold, especially that we are now going towards the end of the summer, early fall into the winter. And I decided that every morning I would go and exercise completely naked outside and basically experience cryotherapy, freeze my body to shock my physiology. And that idea came out of something that I had read in the 80s about what the Russian did with people that had that were paraplegic or hemiplegic. Mm-hmm. They decided at some point, I can't remember when it was in the 50s or 70s, to dump them in ice cold water. And obviously they were there in case they had to rescue them. But lo and behold, a number of them, because of force the driving force of survival kicked in, bypass their paralysis because the driving force of survival is so strong. It's like the grandmother at 87 that see a child under a car that has the power to lift that car to freeze a child. So that force came from within and I thought I got to shock my physiology. So I'm going to do it by first cryotherapy. Then once I came back inside the house, I had pins and needles over my entire body, like millions of needles 
picking my, at my body. Which so, was, that, so is that acupuncture? Almost like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Almost like uh, natural acupuncture, right? And then I also had read that if you do ozone therapy or oxygenate the body at a very high level, cancer does not survive in a high oxygen environment. That's correct. So I decided to that, I'm going to add breath work. And I designed my own protocol of very, very deep breathing, very rapid breathing, all kind of sequential breathing that I do for about 35 to 40 minutes every day. Got out completely as a result of the WAHL, the world protocol, sugar, alcohol, fruits, certain vegetable, uh, any carbohydrate. Went to that, high doses of vitamin C, high doses of vitamin D, omegas, something called core care, um, and then I did white light meditation. And a lot of people talk about white light meditation as they say, you know, I see the bubble of white line here and it's coming into my brain. It's slowly going, but I went so specific into my right hemisphere, to my left hemisphere, to what is called the corpus callosum, to the cerebellum, into my sinus, into my optic nerve, into my auditory nerve, flooding my eyes, flooding my ears, flooding my mandible, all of the palate, the tongue, and so on. And I went progressively through my whole body, and then I went through my arm, step by step, my arm, my forearm, my wrist, my uh, carpal, metacarpal, fingers, and back up the arm through the whole body until I felt my body being completely covered in white light. So that has been my protocol. And you mentioned to me on the beach the second day we met and we sat down for a long time that your wife, Kim, right? Yes. Says that you are one of the most committed person she ever met. And I told you, well, she may have met another one. <laughs> and a lot of the listeners that have known me over the years, people that came to my public speaking, my seminars, know the level of commitment that I have and the discipline that I have with myself. So. I was unwavering no matter what the weather, no matter what the temperature, I never waver from that protocol. And then my, I monitor my marker, cancer marker, my blood regularly, and progressively it went down, 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 and eventually it was completely normal. I had post x-rays, the shadow is gone on my humerus. Mm. And that was uh, within, it was four years ago that I had the diagnosis, and within a year and a half, it was gold. It was gone. Wow. wow. That's, that's powerful. And, and you know, we, we talk about, you know, commitment and understanding and, you, you know, it's a journey that becomes a joy because you're living for life and not trying to um, prevent from dying because we can't. Right. It's a, it's a it's a losing battle, but what I can control is how I live. And I've always kind of gone to chiropractors my whole life. Um, I remember having sinuses and things like that, and I knew it was time to go get an adjustment when my sinuses would kick in, and um, and just other kind of aches. But you know n you know. Never did I think that from a healing perspective, 
of a disease that my background or my experience with chiropractic medicine being taught would come into play. Uh, you know, we talked about, you know, I do the high dose vitamin C IVs. Mm -hmm. You know, I do the laser IVs with the um, 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 ribose and the LA, you know, things. So, and also high oxygen water. There's a, there's a water that I buy. <laughs> I'm going to tell you how much it costs, but it has extra oxygen in it. And you also can go to this place and take baths. And I'm going to have her on the show. I met the owner. And having done the bath, I have, um, I drink the water. But just to have that feeling in your body, you know, one of the things that has transformed is my mind more than anything. And, you know, you, you we hear about brain fog and you kind of mentioned it and talked about it a little bit, but I, I, I was just shaking my head because the clarity of my mind, my thought process, my belief, my faith is just off the charts. And I think the, 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 all the things in my body, you know, trying to release, you know, prevents, you know, my mind from being clear. Right. And just getting rid of all the toxins out of my body. And, you know, we hear about uh, cleanse, colon cleanses, you know, and, you know, that's good for a area or to, to get some things out. But total detoxification of your body, it's your mind, body, and spirit that comes in. And when I heard you talking and, you know, and I guess I'm, I'm, I'm experiencing what I'm going through and where I, what I am that my body is releasing. And I remember in January of 2021, and I just remember looking in the mirror and I just remember God saying, your flesh is dying. You know, I was finally felt like I was dying to my flesh. And it wasn't so much about, you know, the sin as we talk about dying in the flesh, as it was the, the flesh in my mind, all the toxins that are there. And, and again, none of this is nobody's fault, but mine and i have to take 100 percent responsibility where i am with my life and my health and things that have gone on but the clarity to make these decisions now is just off the charts right and so hearing what you were saying you know you bring in another dimension of, the, of of understanding and i just found for me what gets rid of fear is understanding and this one thing about fear, and I, I'm, if you've ever been in a game or uh, playing a game and the pressure's on you, and you hear people say they got ice water in, in their veins. Because, see, you can take an 85% free throw shooter, but when it's no time on the clock and you got to make two free throws, that 85% free throw shooter now drops down to about 69 because the pressure to make something that you've prepared yourself for, the mind takes over. Mm -hmm. And that happens in so many areas of our, of our lives. And, and I can, I'm speaking for me, so when I'm saying our lives, because I'm speaking to, to me, that the more information, the better I understand the reduction of the fear. Right. And when you can reduce the fear, your decision-making 
becomes different. You make different decisions. You yourself, not anyone else. You just think about when you had decisions to make, the fear kind of make you do things that you probably would have taken an extra five seconds. And I know with that cancer diagnosis, it seems like I got to do it tomorrow. And I just believe sometimes that fear gets us, they know that, and they want us in that position to go ahead and start us down that road. And when I, most of the time we got time to relax, take a breath, just exhale for a minute. So I, what you're doing for me in this session, this podcast right now is just liberating me even more and just giving me the strength to go through and I, I just look forward to our relationship building and getting, you know, better and better and, you know, collaborating on things. And, you know, because, you know, to your point, you know, my protocol, it's, it's very stringent. Very intense. Very yeah. intense. It takes a very committed person to do it. Yeah. And I know it's not for most. And that's not fair. And so what I want to do is just, you don't have to do what we're doing because you have cancer. If you start some of this stuff now, you're probably going to eliminate it even happening, period. Very possibly. We're just the ones that are just saying, you know, we're going to do it now because we have it and, 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 get, and get that understanding about what our body is, what's happening and, and things of that nature. And the fear that I hear from folks that call, you know, you know, from hearing this podcast, you know, it's, it, it, it's humbling and it's, it's, you know, it, 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 it drains you sometimes. Mm -hmm. And, and so to meet someone like you and to be able to kind of latch on and say, Hey, brother, can we talk? And you mentioned about, you know, talking about it. And I've been approached by several people that have, been diagnosed with cancer and i'm the only person they told they got family members and that they haven't told and that fear i'm just saying it's no place to be mm -hmm. and you kind of talked about that fear and if you can maybe talk a little bit and then we can kind of finish this up you know the fear factor because i just believe the fear not just of cancer but just things in life prevents us from doing so much. And I totally hear you, Corey. And that conversation has been within my profession for years and years and years. So there was a chiropractor very well known named Fred Barge that wrote a book, Life Without Fear. And for me, when I heard that, I went like, that sounds good. But what about taking it a step farther? life in total trust there is a big difference to operate without fear you're still left in the void but when you operate in trust you have something and for me the trust comes into my absolutely total faith in the incredible capacity of my my body to heal and be well the human body was conceived from a hyper, hyper microscopic dot, the fertilizer ovum. In, in that dot 
was lack the knowledge, the power, the intelligence, the creative intelligence to manufacture an entire human being. That knowledge did not abandon us the day we were born. It is with us every day of our life from conception to transition. And that is a knowledge that I believe and I trust in me having the capacity to get out of my way, to remove the interference to the healing process, <laughs> to remove the interference to the expression of that intelligence within me and let it do its job, whatever the outcome is. And that's a big piece for me. I, I have to be at peace with whatever the outcome is. Correct. So being in trust is absolutely, absolutely critical in total trust of the intelligence, the inborn intelligence, the innate intelligence that we are all, every single human being is born with and has within themselves. Yes. And, and, and that is so powerful. And, and, and I guess, you know, for me, that's just where, you know, my faith just increase, you know, that strength that, you know, God just gave me to fight this thing because I can't do this alone. You gotta find something to pull with you. And it's a gentle surrender. It's yes. almost a gentle surrender. It's not like, oh, I'm not doing anything. You know, God is taking care of me. You know, a friend of mine always said, you know, I believe those keys will start my car. I believe those keys will start my car. I believe those keys will start my car. Well, you got to put the keys in the damn ignition, ignition, right? <laughs> so you got to be an active participant in the process. But behind that active participant is this incredible surrender to the greater dimension of life, to yes. the greater dimension of the universe, to God, to universal intelligence, whatever people want to call it. Yes. And, and, and that is the piece that I think it gets so difficult sometimes for, for me and, you know, just my life and experience that. We just think this life is like a crystal ball, a genie in a bottle. You know, I, 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 I do a financial series and, and I, 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 I tell folks all the time, you know, we just wanna go pray and rub the, the genie in the bottle like it's a slot machine. And we just sit back, we don't go look for work, we just don't do anything. And I just found, you know, I just always have to, to, to be doing something. and. You know, this journey has just kind of transformed my, my, you know, my way of thinking, you know, just about life. And I don't know, Doc, this is, um, this is more than I was expecting, you know, to be sitting down with you and, you know, having this conversation and having people actually want to listen and, and stay tuned to it. And, you know, I, I don't like to take too much time and I, I would love to have you back, you know, because there's so many areas of this that I think we I want to touch on, you know, just how does it affect the family? Because my diagnosis affect everybody in my life. You know, at home, you know, uh, you know, how do we live at home? It's different. And, you know, I, I, I when I told my family I'm going to the wilderness. And I heard you kind of say that, you know, you got to kind of get to yourself. It wasn't because I didn't be, didn't want to be around people, you know, as dedicated or as committed as someone can be, distractions still come to us. You know, I still hear noise about you, you, why are you doing this? You know, 
are you sure you want to right, do or are you sure you want to do why this? don't you do the other thing yeah and, and so it's just kind of difficult and you know i just want to challenge you out there that no matter what's going on you know find out what's happening um you know you've been hearing me harp about do your blood work get a full metabolic um blood panel you know it has everything start understanding about your body so you can get your power back regardless even if you do a you know a traditional western a medicine type treatment to doc's point if you keep doing the same thing it's coming back we hear cancer come come comes back often because we don't make those changes and so just to kind of understand our body i think is 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 important and you know i just want to thank you for for coming in and joining me up here and you know and hope it wasn't too hot up here for you it was great it's beautiful environment i mean we don't have the best light as far as the right studio, right right i mean look around this is amazing yes and you know we got to do this again and maybe in the fall mm -hmm. you know we are do another session and and I'll be further along and I can have more to say, you have more to say. And I just want people to know that they can, they can count on, you know, getting information to help them. We're not trying to drive any particular form down your throat with the exception or get your power back. And I hope you continue continuously follow me on Podbean on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Doc, if they want to get in touch with you, do you have any way that they can get in touch with you? And I can put it in the notes. Um, you can put once it in we the done. notes, absolutely. I'm on Facebook. Um, Facebook more than Instagram because of my generation. <laughs> uh, but even, you know, I'm fine uh, with my email as long as people don't send me things to promote uh, a carburetor or... <laughs> fat tire for their cars <laughs> just you know, keep just keep as it long simple as they keep focus on what is it that i can support them with help them with share with uh, that's fine so if you want to put that in your notes at the end of the podcast people can go to it and and have the information i, I will and i really want to thank everyone for tuning in and i hope you stay tuned weekly um you can also catch um the financial series on wednesday um, with D. Edward Cheney, um, with the fel um, Renaissance Fellowship, um, is a financial series, and we're going to be doing this weekly now. The financial, the one of our prostate cancer is back um, weekly now, and uh, please um, tune in, follow, like, um, so we can just give you the content that you want, that you that you're looking for. Uh, I'm using some new technology, um, um, this restream, which actually you know, allows me to read comments and stuff like that. And unfortunately, I, I got so much going on, I can't do all of it. But I, I'm hoping to get some help when we're doing these podcasts because we want to give you guys the best information that's available to, for you to get your power back. And it's more than just your, your physical health, um, the mental um, increase in your life, your spiritual life, just what happens is, 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 is just undeniable. And so I just want to thank you again for, for really tuning in. And I hope you enjoyed this. Please let us know what you thought about the show. Bad comments don't hurt me. They help me. Good comments help me.
you know, everything. So just please participate. And I, I appreciate it. I will be responding to um, Facebook um, comments and stuff. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting more involved in this because it's so important. And I just had to kind of get myself together during this process. Um, you know, this is a, um, uh, it, it's, it's a, it's a mind screw. Um, and I'm, I'm at a place now that I, I'm in love with God and myself that know that I'm on the right track. And so I want to thank you for tuning in and I'm going to have some stuff um, in the show notes that you can go in and, and, and links and hopefully you go out and follow us. And I just want to say thank you for, for tuning in and I appreciate um, the commitment and, and you following and helping me through this process. Doc, I want to thank you, uh, brother. I, thank I you, love man. you. Thank you. And thank we're going to be spending some time together. And so you guys going to see us together again. Oh, yeah. Um, um, and just check him out on Facebook and check us out. And guys, thank you. God bless. Keep it going.